When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. I was flipping through the channels the other day, but there was nothing good on. I had nothing to play. So I went to my computer and realized that there was so much content before my eyes. There's nothing but Netflix in my heart and on my screen. There's always something that Yes, that's right. Nothing but Netflix is back on August. Rolls along. Today, we're going to be talking about the brand new Netflix series Uncoupled, uh, which has been in the top TV charts on Netflix for a couple of weeks. And here to talk about it is uh, Neil Patrick Harris, super fan Chappelle. Well, you just don't respect me at all, do you? Jesus. Uh, I saw this with Neil Patrick Harris. And yes. I said, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Neil Patrick Harris is here and so am I. Uh, thank you, Rob, for having me back. It's always a good time to talk about Netflix shows. <laughs> having you the, back. Uh, <laughs> you, you, this is your podcast. Yeah, but I thought this might have been the finale when I saw what we were talking about. <laughs> I just, I just, listen, I'm just not a big NPH guy. I just, uh, I, I don't know. What did he like, do and, to you? How did he hurt you? I can't. I, honestly, what was it? I, I, I How I Met Your Mother, Glee. Doogie Howser, no, Harold yeah, and no, Kumar, How I Met Your Mother, Starship I mean, Troopers. Things. Every last one of the things you just named, I could probably write a dissertation about like why I felt personally attacked. But How I Met Your Mother is probably the one that is just the most egregious. To sit through ten seasons of that show and to know that nothing mattered is the same reason I hate Game of Thrones. He Dr. just is a horrible. That is what we should start calling him. Instead of Doogie Howser, MD, we should just start calling him Dr. Mm-hmm. Horrible. Uh, mm-hmm. MPH is fine. It's fine. But I'm here. I'm happy. Ad break king. Uh, kid, I'm back. You know, like <laughs> the, the ABK of podcasting has me back on. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. Um, and we're very excited to have with us to talk about Uncoupled. Of course, you could hear him talking about the Hot Dummies on the Islands, uh, and much more. It's Brian Scally. Scally, how are you? 
Hello, hello. I'm doing great. I'm so glad to finally be here. I'm excited that uh, we've reached a point in representation where gay men are allowed to have uh, also pretty bad shows. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, uh, you know, excited to uh, break this one down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. um, I saw on Twitter that people really enjoyed this show. Are, are you are you telling me that you are not one of those people? Uh, I would say that let's talk based on the first two episodes. I was not a fan. Um, I did keep going and uh, maybe things evolved. But yeah, I was uh, definitely worried, especially in the first six minutes when I texted Chappelle and said, I think I hate this. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's give the premise. Uh, We're going to talk about uh, through the first two episodes here on the podcast. I think, uh, Scal, you finished season one. I did. Okay, indeed. so you can uh, tell us uh, any other information we need to know here today. Uh, so, if you're on the fence about checking out Uncoupled, we'll tell you a little bit about uh, what it's about before we get into a little bit more spoilers from the first two episodes. But basically, Neil Patrick Harris, uh, that he is in a uh, committed relationship. He's not married, but he has been with the same man for 17 years. And ultimately, uh, that he is going to get dumped and he is going to uh, see what life is like now for a single gay man in his 40s uh, in New York City in a world where no character has a net worth less than $5 million. Yeah, these people are rich. They're so mm-hmm. rich. Uh, everybody's rich. I'm just like, oh, look at how the wealth lives. Uh, this yes. show is entertaining because even the wealthy can get their heart broken and be in a relationship for 17 years without ever getting proposed to so i mean it does make you feel like hmm, they're just like us you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> money can't buy you love that's what they uh, say mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, no, it cannot. There's a lot of shots of very nice apartments from like one angle specifically. Um, But (laughs) yeah, these people are absurdly wealthy, which makes it a little difficult to relate to at times. Yeah. And now there are like uh, Sex and the City uh, comparisons that you can make. But actually, uh, the show is also created by, I mean, naturally, uh, it's a show about dating in New York City, uh, you know, uh, a lot of uh, drinking, bar life, brunches, like it's all there. Um, But Darren Starr, also uh, one of the creators of the show. Mm hmm. And Darren Starr is uh, famously known for, is it the Sex and City and what else? Melrose Place. Was it Gossip Girl? Uh, Beverly Hills, 90210 with mm-hmm. Emily and Paris. Is it Gossip Girl no, too? I, I don't know. That up. I might no, have made that up. Yeah. So. yeah. Yeah. So, so there's a lot of that, that, you know, dating in the big city vibe uh, that, you know, is in a lot of uh, Darren's other works that just creeps over into this. So if you've ever, I guess, experienced this, I, I think it's supposed to be something you can relate to, but uh, you know, like, I think that's all of that's Darren's bag. Right. So I, I think if you enjoy his other works, maybe you would enjoy this guy. But you've seen uh, Gossip Girl, right? So it, it has vibes of that as well. So I've seen Gossip Girl, uh, which is ultimately not by him. I haven't really mm. seen a whole bunch of his other projects. Um, I've heard, you know, mixed things. But <laughs> I would say if we're comparing to Gossip Girl, Gossip Girl is definitely a lot more wild, probably even more unrelatable. <laughs> <laughs> right. So it's probably so it's probably not one of his. But Sex in the City you're not familiar with. No, I am unfortunately not well versed in Sex in the City. Okay. What about you, Chappelle? No, the only thing I know about Sex in the City is stuff that I've heard on Robin and Keevan Needs a podcast. Oh, okay. So you can imagine. Yeah, I'm, I'm the most well versed on Sex in the City and the Sex and the City expert on the panel. 
Oh. There you go. Yes. That's why we brought you in this week, Scally yes. and I, for Netflix. Okay. Netflix. <laughs> well, uh, to make some comparisons, uh, both uh, Doogie Hauser and uh, Carrie Bradshaw both like to blog. So they had that okay, in common. They had that in common. Um, I feel like in this, uh, that Neil Patrick Harris, I feel like that he is, he is the Carrie, uh, the Sarah Jessica Parker, uh, except that he doesn't have three friends. He has two friends. Uh, and one of his friends is kind of like naturally maps to Samantha. And then they kind of like merged uh, the Charlotte and Miranda into like uh, his other friend. Mm-hmm. So Billy is the Samantha, right? No, uh, uh, um, yes, Billy is Billy is the Samantha, and then his other his other friend, uh, Stanley. Stanley, yeah, Stanley, yeah. He's he's sort of like uh, the like Charlotte smushed with the Miranda. Mm, okay. 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 So there's some that differences. <laughs> there's some differences. Yeah. Like he's a, you know, a little bit more of like uh the like uh like uh more uh like prudish, like down on his luck, sarcastic, like uh mm. like oh, I could never do that uh, guy. So that's basically he's got like uh, you know, the best of both worlds from the uh Charlotte and the Miranda. But we're not here to talk about Sex in the City. We're here to talk about Uncoupled. Chappelle, did you like Uncoupled? Uh, yes and no. So like it was on in the background. Like I watched it obviously for this, but, uh, at some point it was just on in the background. So I thought it was like, like good light television watching. Like I didn't feel like I had to focus on it a lot. It's something that you can have, like it's the, the episodes are like 30 minutes long. So it's something you could just have on and kind of just, um, walk through casually. I don't know if they have a season two or season three scheduled because I don't know how this ends, but if they did, I wouldn't be shocked because it seemed like it was something just that was easy to make. And that is easy to digest. So yeah, it was pretty cool. Even even my disdain for Neil Patrick Harris didn't turn me away from the show completely. It was just kind of like, oh, this is new. You know, uh, I think the storyline is different. You normally don't get like older uh, like demographics in the dating scene. It's normally like uh, you know these twenty somethings are fresh out of college that are exploring these dating apps. And so we do see this from the older generation here. Um, so yeah, I thought it was pretty interesting. Uh, there were some funny moments. It was fine. I, I wasn't like ranting or raving about it, but I could see the appeal. Yeah, I thought that this is uh, it's pretty fun. I mean, it's like short episodes. I mean, there's only eight episodes uh, that they're probably run times of like uh, like uh, probably on the long side, like 33 minutes. So I think it's uh, pretty easy to get through uh, in a binge. Uh, Scally, is that how you looked at it also? Yeah, I thought it was an easy show to digest um, for sure. So as I went further in the series, I definitely started liking it more. Uh, the first episode in particular, I would say first two probably, uh, there's a little bit of a TikTok trend where it's like, what's gay but for straight people? And this was kind of giving me those vibes at the beginning. Um, but ultimately, I think it developed a lot better. And so by the end, I was like, all right, I'll probably watch season two. <laughs> <laughs> um do did we uh like neil patrick harris here that he is uh the uh he gets dumped uh very early on here in uh, the first episode uh it is funny that uh first that he thinks that his home has been burglarized uh that his partner's stuff is all missing uh and he is thinking like okay oh stuff has been stolen um no he has been dumped. Uh, he dumps uh, or he gets dumped by his partner on his way into the surprise 50th birthday party for his partner. Chappelle, uh, did you find that uh, NPH to be a sympathetic figure? 
There were moments. I think the first two episodes aren't probably the best representation of what his character is supposed to be like throughout the show because they have to paint him in a way where you can kind of see why he gets dumped. You know, like uh, the they highlight a lot of the probably more overbearing aspects of his character, Mike. Uh, but you know, you, earlier you mentioned the amount of wealth that they have when they when he gets the text message that well the phone call that he got robbed. They stole the Hermes towels and all this other stuff. And he's just like, yeah, but we have a party to plan. Uh, no. If someone robs my my home, that I am rushing over there. They we, took you the know, Sonos. We, they took stuff and he didn't care. He's like, yeah, but we have a party to plan. I was like, okay, this is a different kind of, this is this is out of my league rich. You know, like, I don't know these people. I will never meet these people who are like, oh yeah, my house got broke, broken into, but it's we got to keep the party going. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think, I think eventually you're probably supposed to really like connect with Mike. I just think for me, it was just like that first episode. I kind of see what his partner Colin or ex partner Colin was thinking when he left him. Um, I, maybe that's just my uh, my natural uh, bias against Neil Patrick Harris, but I think we should hear both sides in episode one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Not the most likable off the bat. <laughs> yeah, Chappelle, uh, that burglary was also re- reported by the housekeeper had uh, let him know, uh, hey, I think you were Ooh. I think you were robbed. Yes, uh, Gardeman uh, called. <laughs> she mm. had to let them know that there were things missing from the home. Scally, in the first six minutes of the show, you texted me and said that you were not a fan. Uh, I believe your words were, I hate this. Um, <laughs> what, what about the first six minutes really uh, turned you off? Um, there's a couple of like pretty cheap jokes, uh, throughout, I would say, I think they probably throw a few in, in the, uh, beginning. I think also Michael was just like at his most unlikable, like pretty early in episode one. Um, so wasn't like really feeling that as well as just the vibe of like, you know, absolute wealth that is a little (laughs) difficult to relate to in New York city. Um, but you know, as we've talked about, like you have to make him unlikable to understand why Colin ultimately is leaving. Now, Scali, were you a Neil Patrick Harris fan uh, prior to this? Um, I was at one point and then have a little bit soured on him. He's just like, fine. He's there. Um, so I generally like, like him well enough in projects um mm-hmm. but like i also bailed on how i met your mother early enough to not have such strong feelings as many people <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah yeah and i don't want to make him the face of my hate for that show i hate all those people like i, I mean <laughs> like uh when uh robin I popped mean, up in the ncu i was like ma'am you have to go <laughs> and like i'm sorry ted is very hateable Ted too. I mean, yeah. and, and, the, and the good thing is that I, 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 that's the reason why MPH gets the most of my hate is because he's probably the most visible, you know, like he's, he's always working like literally like, you, you know, within five minutes, he's going to pop up again. And so, yeah, he's, he's the face of my hate for that show, but I hate them all. Mm-hmm. Every last one of them, including Ted, I don't have to ever watch anything Ted's in again. Uh, no disrespect to that actor. I'm sure he's a very nice guy, but the, I am entitled to compensation for how I met your mother. I'm sure. <laughs> Did you stick with it to the end? Sadly, sadly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And mm-hmm. I'm still carrying those scars. Yeah. You asked who hurt me and that's exactly who everybody <laughs> yeah. did. Yeah. Also a little rough in series of unfortunate events, but <laughs> another Ooh, discussion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's not, Scott, this is not the Neil Patrick Harris uh, <laughs> session that we would need. We're going to do that for a follow-up. Yeah. Save, save it for another time. Um, also, uh, we are getting like the planning, like the backdrop of that, uh, Michael's partner, Colin's 50th birthday. And what we find out is that Michael is planning a huge surprise 
birthday party for now. Colin has explicitly said, "I don't want a party. Just want quiet time. That's a, that's all I want. Respect my wishes." Michael cannot. <laughs> no, and he's shocked that he gets dumped. Um, yeah, I, I think it's weird because, like like Scotty said, from the beginning they have to show you. Michael's flaws in the relationship. And yeah. so from like the very first scene, we see like Michael saying, Hey, you know, you're turning 50, getting kind of old. Ain't that look at you, old timer? And Colin is very like obviously upset at the fact that he's turning 50. He's not happy about it. He doesn't want to advertise his birthday. He just wants to have a quiet dinner, probably because he's about to dump this guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um he ends up showing up to his 50th birthday party and it's an extravaganza. So it's the complete antithesis of what he wanted. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'll say that generally also like aging is probably even more sensitive in the gay community. So uh, when he is trying to de-emphasize like not wanting a party, let's not tell everyone I'm 50. Definitely. I would say a factor at play. And Scally, how much money do you think that um, Michael's character lost on throwing this 50th birthday party? I feel like the venue has to be like $100,000 alone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, and there was no like, I blew $300,000 on this party and you dumped me. <laughs> yeah, it's rough. That, no, I that mean, wasn't even a concern. No, well, please, when the Hermes towels are so easily replaced. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Scotty, why why do you feel like uh like uh aging is such a touchy subject here for uh for Colin? Because Michael doesn't seem to care. Uh what is what is why is 50 such a like a hot uh hot button topic here? Well, I think for Colin, it's because he's already considering the idea of being 50 and single and gay in the city, which is like Mm -hmm. not an exciting prospect, as I think that they touch on in like the um, episodes in general. But um, I mean, you could be. 35 and that is like straight 50 in the gay community is how like it may come <laughs> off. So uh, being actually 50, it, it, like, well, it shouldn't be a big deal. And like Michael has like the like right attitude towards things. Uh, I can understand where Colin is like very nervous about this. Well, I feel like that that's a question really at the heart of the series and like really where we leave things by the end of the second episode. It's almost like that it's a dare between uh, him and the woman uh, that he's going to try to sell her apartment, Claire, of like... So so who has it harder on the dating scene? Is it an older woman or a older gay man? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's a it's a competition, at least in, in their eyes, at least how we leave it in episode two. I, I, I guess Scally could give us some more insight into that is like a through line throughout. But yeah, she's like, I'm older than you. And I have been in a, lo- a relationship longer than mm-hmm. you. And it's going to be really hard out here on the dating scene for me. And he's like, yeah, but I'm slightly younger than you, but enough to know that in my community, I'm very old. And so it's going to be d- tough for me. And so I don't know if they're going to try to one up each other with how difficult things are, but it's not a good sign um, or a sign of good things to come at the end of uh, episode two. Scotty, do we get a lot more of that from uh, Mike and Claire throughout? Oh, I would say it's definitely like a topic of conversation. It probably is like most highlighted here for sure. Um, but I mean, I would say that like probably both don't have it the best. Um, it's probably going to be, you know, not the most like uh, sunshine and rainbows prospect, but yeah. life's not over. They very much are, you know, fine to keep going. Well, if Michael and Claire both think it's hard to be older people dating in New York City, 
Imagine if they both weren't also insanely wealthy. <laughs> yeah. <that's, laughs> you know, there are a couple factors that are working mm-hmm. extremely in their favor. I think that they are probably used to uh, having nothing going against them. And this is finally the <laughs> first hardship they're facing. Adversity. <laughs> Oh, woe is me! You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, can we can we talk some more about this birthday party? Yes. Now, one of the things that stood out to me is that, of course, you know, Colin announces that he's about to leave uh, Michael right before they walk into the surprise party, so they never have time to really broach the subject. And it starts off as, "Well, I just got an apartment. You know, I just moved out, but like we we could still maybe go to couples therapy. Like there's still room to grow here, but they haven't talked about it. And so throughout Michael is trying to get to Colin to kind of ask him, you know, what's going on? Why did you leave? Why are you blindsiding me with this? And the the entire time he's interrupted by, I guess the supporting cast, right? So we meet his, uh, his friend and business partner, um, Suzanne, who's played by Tisha Campbell, Martin. Uh, and then we meet uh, some of the people we spoke about earlier, Billy and Stanley as well. Uh, we meet the Jonathans because I, the, to the two friends are named Jonathan and well, they're dating. Uh, and I can't remember who was whose friend first, but basically they have a child and they're about to have a bris. And there's so much going on. And the room is basically spinning for uh, Mike because he just can't even get to Colin without another spectacle happening at this uh, surprise birthday party that nobody wanted. I mean, there's even a moment where he finally approaches him. And I mean, it did look ridiculous that Colin was wearing angel wings and was shirtless in the middle of this venue (laughs) when this happened. But right when he approaches him to have the conversation, cue Whitney Houston's I Will Always Love You (laughs) blasting over the speakers. Everybody's like, speech, speech, speech. And it's just like, Oh, this is so cringy. Like I wanted to jump out of my skin and then throw it into a furnace. Who are you cringy for? Everything. Everything. Like I felt bad for Colin because like you didn't want to talk about your age and now it's up here on the big screen in front of everybody. But there were even moments where they were making old jokes at his expense and he didn't look that uncomfortable. I think what it really came down to for me in that moment was that he was uncomfortable with this being with Michael. You know, like y'all can make fun of my age. My friends are here. I'm having a good time. But every time Michael remotely addressed him, he just looks like he wants to die. And that was driving me crazy. Like I was just like, I need to get out of this venue, even though I wasn't there. And did it seem like he was having that good of a time, Colin? He had his moments. Like when they were doing the roast of him, like I think there was like a piano duo mm-hmm. up there, like singing some comedy. He was clapping along. He was having a good time. I, Suzanne even says like, he kissed me in the middle of the thing. He was having such a good time. Oh. I really think it was the Michael of it all. I mean, Scally, mm-hmm. you've seen most of it. Did, did, is that how it came off? Yeah, for sure. For me, I feel like uh, probably both of them are like at least decent in putting on a brave face. And Colin at least was coming into this night knowing that like this is what I was going to talk about. And so it's not as if he received the shock of a lifetime. I mean, a party is definitely less shocking than breaking up with 17 years <laughs> under your belt. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I don't blame Michael for definitely being, uh, you know, more shaken up by the night. But for Colin, I feel like it was like, all right, I have to get through this night and then figure it out. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today. 
at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. One of the other uh, big storylines of the show is uh, Michael's work drama, which has to do with that he sells uh, high-priced uh, real estate in uh, New York City. He's part of like a, he's a realtor and he's showing like a really like high-end apartments. Uh, he works with his partner, uh, Suzanne, on this. He is in competition with another realtor. Uh, Chappelle, was this interesting for you at all about Michael's work life? Uh, yeah, because I, I mean, it's it's like the B plot, really. But they try to combine them both because you have Suzanne and Michael who are, you know, selling apartments or condos or whatever these billion dollar, you know, living arrangements are and at first i'm kind of like okay fine you know let's talk more about the breakup because that's really what we're here for but the overlap comes in when we find out later on that suzanne actually spots uh colin uh with the competition realtor um his name is tyler and apparently he's a millennial so he's much younger than them and um i guess he has like rich family and so he's very well connected but he's their big competition suzanne sees him with colin at colin's new apartment and instantly starts to speculate whether or not that is the reason why the breakup happened did colin like basically leave uh michael for tyler the new young and up and coming you know a realtor in the city and so that's where that work drama actually kind of makes me care because other other than that i don't think i cared that much about the the selling of houses it was more like oh now that we have this overlap how does this you know affect the relationship or the growing or the you know uncoupling even of michael and colin and so it's kind of like the b plot but it's decent once you connect it you know connect the dots yeah do we spend a lot of time with that uh, in the rest of the series? I would say so. I think it's a good way that they're able to introduce like a couple of characters. Like I love Tisha Campbell, so I really like Suzanne. Um, I, and then as we meet Claire, like I feel like another pretty important character. So it's a way to like get other people involved in the story. Um, but I don't know that like you know him and like his job is like super interesting, independent of those characters. Mm-hmm. Scotty, when you when they I do the announcement when I guess when Suzanne you know reveals that she saw Tyler and uh, Colin together. Together, did you initially think oh this is exactly what's happening like he left him for a younger model or did you think that okay maybe they could be looking into this too too much yeah i thought there was no shot that this was actually what was going on oh. but, 
Um, I understood the fear because I feel like Tyler, uh, just like in terms of their like job competition, uh, like a little bit of a nepotism, baby. It seems like he's mm-hmm. doing well, um, independent of like anything he has going for him. But then when you factor in, like he's seen with Colin, he's like young, attractive, like white gay, then like it is going to be like what Michael is completely like in fear of. So uh, I can understand him jumping to that conclusion, but I was not uh, on board there. I did uh, fall for it. I did think that that was uh, where it was going because they sort of set him up to be, oh, this guy is a jerk and he's also his nemesis. And I thought that that was actually a way to make it like a little bit more like an investment on the viewers part of like, why do we care about this person? Uh, If he did steal Colin away, uh, but then ultimately, uh, it's really just something that uh, Michael's worried about through the second episode. Right. I was on the fence about it when I saw it. My initial, I was like, that's not conclusive enough for me. You know, they were hugging, and this is somebody we know who helps people purchase homes. It, it's not out of the question for this person to be helping you move in, you know, or like you know, lifting boxes or whatever, or even hugging you in the hallway. Um, if he knows, I, I thought that is a little sus that uh, <laughs> the the realtor is like, oh yeah, I'll help you move. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, well, like I said, for me, I just kind of was like, I need more. I think it's because I watch a lot of TV. And so it's like, a, a, that's like a usual trope is that like the person you thought was dating somebody and then you see them in the park together and you're like suspicious and it turns out it's like their daughter or, you know, their their best friend from college or something like that. So I, I was suspicious of it, I, I guess I'd say. I, like, you really have to kiss in front of me before I believe it. Exactly. <laughs> like, I didn't see a body, so the character's not dead. <laughs> like, exactly. that, so, yeah, it, it was for me, it was like, okay, they hugged and that's cute. I think that like, no realtors probably don't help their clients move in. That is convenience <laughs> for the storyline. But like, it would have made more sense to just be like, Oh, we hung out a few times. We're friends, <laughs> but no, like this, yeah. uh, easier to explain away. Uh, and it ultimately like uh, they weren't kissing. So I kind of felt like, all right, we're trying to get faked out. Here. Yeah. In hindsight. Yeah. I do feel like that Suzanne, uh, Tisha Campbell's character says she's like walking through the park and then she could see in the window of a building. <laughs> There was Colin and this other guy that they knew, like right in front of the window. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Imagine like a very sneaky affair. <laughs> mm-hmm. The luck to just walk around New York City and find in of the many it's apartments the one man. Yeah. <laughs> like you run into people occasionally, not the one in their apartment. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It feels like she was looking for something now that you mention it. Cause that is a she uh, was in on it, I think, now. Okay, yeah. Don't spoil it, Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, so uh, we we meet Claire, uh, who uh, she is a woman who uh, she has a similar backstory to Michael, which I felt like was frustrating. It took two episodes for him to like uh, tell her that they had like the exact same backstory. I don't know why he was fronting like uh, the fact like, no, everything's perfect in my life. Uh, Like, even though it would obviously help me make this sale if I told you about how I was going through the same exact thing that you are. But uh, it takes him two episodes. He finally gets there. But uh, that she has also been left by her husband who uh, left her for the 25-year-old Pilates instructor played Mm -hmm. by Marsha Gay Harden. The wait, the Pilates instructor. No, no, Claire, Claire is played by Marsha Gay Harden. <laughs> I was like, look at Marsha playing a twenty-five-year-old. Okay, I see you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so they have that conversation where she's basically she's venting. She's just like, I, what am I gonna do? I'm I'm older now, and I've been in a relationship for twenty-eight years, and he just left me for this younger model. And I think Mike hears her 
but he still can't see the overlap in his own life because in his mind, no, he, him and Colin are going to work things out. Like they're going to go to couples therapy. They're going like, this is just him moving out. He just needs space. He's not breaking up with him. It, it takes Michael at least one episode for him to come to terms with the breakup. I think before he can actually acknowledge that him and Claire aren't so different. Um, but once they do, I think they get on the same page very quickly. Mm-hmm. It's like, even if he does totally believe they're going to get back together and this is a bump in the road, like lie. <laughs> like, <laughs> if you're that good of a salesperson, like don't be like, Oh, I'm not as desperate as you. <laughs> like that is probably not how we want to approach her. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. He could even like to talk about like, Oh yeah, I'm having some issues with, uh, with mm-hmm. my, with my, you know, just keep the conversation going. Cause she doesn't even remember him the next time that she meets him. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, despite spending an entire night together sitting next to each other at dinner. So not a great impression. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's when you know something's really bothering you when you'll just vent to whoever you're like, uh, who are you again? Yeah, whatever. Listen, let me tell you what's been going on in my life. Um, so yeah, I think it's one of those things where he is in competition with Tyler, the other realtor and Tyler is trying to, uh, to sell uh, Claire's property. And so you kind of, I think you're right, Scott. I think you have to lie. I think you have to, like, even if your life is perfect, you have to go in and be like, oh, girl, let me tell you. Like, let me, well, me too, you know, sit down, like, man, men ain't shit. You know, <laughs> you really have to go there with her because you want to get this property. Um, Yeah, but Claire doesn't really care. Like, there's no real connection there between Claire and Mike at first because he's just in denial. Um, But eventually, they come around and kind of meet, you know, at the same level of, you know, life is going to suck moving forward for a little bit, at least until we figure out the dating thing. One of the things that happens a lot in the series and a narrative uh, device that they rely on, we see a lot of Neil Patrick Harris's character, Michael's uh, texts uh, that he is going to send. Uh, and we get to go through a lot of the drafts of uh, different texts that he is going to send. Scally, I have to wonder... Was this relatable for you of the many different drafts of text or even tweets uh, that you might be sending out? Um, I feel like it was relatable in the way that like, uh, I would say someone, I would expect this joke from uh, maybe I don't want to say a, a, a boomer um, mm-hmm. <laughs> a little bit, um, but like, this is fine. It was like, uh, yeah, obviously I feel like people like sit there and redraft their text over and over and over. Uh, but these were like to the extreme, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, you know, Go ahead. know Chappelle that this is not relatable to you because I don't think <laughs> that you do drafts of any of your uh, tweets or texts. Uh, listen, I, I, I'd ha- I hate to disappoint we you. We see but the drafts. Like my, no. My, yeah. My tweets, my tweets are, that's raw, you know, <laughs> just raw dogging the tweets, honestly, <laughs> but text messages, I am a little bit more, um, I won't say, uh, I'm a little bit more intentional with my text messages because I really want to convey what I said and I want there to be no like confusion about that. Mm-hmm. Right. So like when you tell me that, oh, you said this in text message for me, I need to know that that's exactly what I said. Word for word, bar for bar. Yeah. So that's when I go to the voice notes. So (laughs) (laughs) yeah, but then you can't, sometimes people don't save the voice notes. Like I really want to be clear. That's 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 part of the, 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 (laughs) that's not a bug. It's a feature. (laughs) (laughs) Um, There's a moment where, uh, I think what it is, is that I am an enthusiastic person. Yeah. 
if I text you my emotion at that moment, there's going to be a lot of exclamation points. There's going to be a lot. There's going to be a lot of emoji. And then I have to dial that back. So you don't think I'm like over the moon with enthusiasm. Like this is just my resting mm-hmm. like, like uh, energy. So there's a moment with Neil Patrick Harrison's, uh, uh, I think, oh, that's what it is. Uh, Colin texts Mike and says, I think we need to do couples therapy. And he texts back, yes, in all caps with like all the exclamation points. And then he dials it back to like one exclamation point. Then he dials back the yes and just does a thumbs up. I'm like, yes, there you go. Take it slow. Mm-hmm. Now, like you're ready to like run over there. Scotty, it felt like a super like almost, you know, like it's a little desperate. <laughs> yeah, the, the desperation was reeking off of Michael for these first uh, couple episodes. I mean, even as we like get into the counseling and it's just a um, like a cut ahead of him just having talked the entire time, like he can't help himself. Mm-hmm. He brought a present to Colin at couples therapy. <sighs> Uh, <laughs> and the present we, that, that wasn't bad enough we find out later the president was a picture of them together yeah <laughs> just some editing like edit in real life not just in the text because this was so cringy it, it, like you had to like buy the present wrap the present walk it up there hand yeah. it to him like there are so many steps before we could have just not done this so what <laughs> enneagram number is michael Whew. Oh, listen, Scally's here, so I don't want to say a three, but <laughs> listen, um, <laughs> I'm not saying he's a three. I'm just saying that there is a level of enthusiasm that comes from threes, sevens, and eights that really just lead you to be like, there's a conflict here. I need to address it. And I think Michael struggles with not addressing or trying to fix this issue. And don't get me wrong. He should be trying to fix this issue from his point of view because he this he's been blindsided with this information. He does not know that the amount of time that Colin has been planning his exit. So, you know, I don't blame him, but he's really in like, do you like me now? Do you like me now? Like, don't you like me now? Like, are you okay? Like, are we good now? Are we good? Because he wants to move past it. Um, so I don't know if we have enough information from the first two episodes, but I just like to throw threes under the bus in front of Scally so he feels personally attacked. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I feel like um, I don't blame him for like it's been 17 years and ultimately Colin, I think, like planned on giving him an explanation that he thought they were going to have a sit down dinner and would have an opportunity to talk. But being that that was like taken by happen happenstance, uh, I cannot imagine just like, oh, OK, just bye. <laughs> like That's it. Moving <laughs> <Yeah>. on. <laughs> Even still, though, is like a 50th birthday dinner uh, the right time to have that conversation mm, that's a good question and we and we don't even know for real that he was going to have the conversation at that dinner like we assumed that he was because that's when they got well, the he notification thought he that was he going into the, uh the yeah, he'd already taken the stuff and he thought he was going into the dinner before he found out it was a surprise party so yeah i think we should assume that he was going to I don't know. I like to think that he was going to have dinner and then maybe go home <laughs> and mm. talk about it. I mean, like, he where's said it before they even got in the door, let alone once they're seated at the <laughs> restaurant. Like, <laughs> I'm not sitting down if that's the case. <laughs> right. right. Why do we make the reservation? It's probably hard to get a spot like that, too, and you just throw it away and then, yeah. Mm, I don't know. But, you know, the the whole thesis behind their, their breakup is that he's saying, I need space. Like, you're, like I, I just need to get away from you for a little bit so I can figure stuff out. And Michael's response is, okay, but here's a picture of me while you do it. <laughs> you know, it's like, mm-hmm. that's the opposite of space. You're doing the thing that's pushing him away. And that's, that's why I said that first episode was very uncomfortable for me. Mm-hmm. 
Um, you say uncomfortable. Uh, the show is uncoupled. Mm-hmm. Is this a good name, Chappelle? I don't know. Because uncoupled sounds like a passive way to say that you broke up with somebody. Like you uncoupled them, you know? Uh, does he use, so, does he say the thing, Scally? Um, I can't think of a time where he says uncoupled. For me, it's like, it's mm. a fine name. It's a little forgettable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I wonder, I wonder why they went with uncoupled is like, is, does it have something to do with like maybe the dating well, apps? Like I you feel, match, well, you unmatch the famously, you know, the Gwyneth Paltrow was the, like the consciously uncoupled was a way of like, Oh, we're not separated. We've consciously uncoupled. And, and so maybe it's sort of like, uh, that he's like, does not have, uh, the easiest time telling people we split up. And so the like, uncoupled is like a much more like, soft way of saying you broke up with somebody and i think that's probably what they're leaning into but i agree like i don't think it's a super memorable name mm-hmm. uh man that was a good callback though to gwyneth and uh chris martin man i, I remember the streets were reeling from that uncoupling mm-hmm. it was a crazy time <laughs> yeah yeah they, they were the first uncouplers yeah, Beyonce and Jay-Z just had to stand by and watch their best friends a couple, like uh, dissolve. It was like, <laughs> people think Lemonade was about Beyonce, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's tough out there. That's what I hear. Yeah. Um, so, so Scotty, at no point in these, what, eight episodes, they, ne- they never say uncoupled? They never say, I mean, not that I can remember. I wasn't listening necessarily for it, <laughs> but uh, I don't feel like it's a word that many people are dropping in casual conversation either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think it's going to be inserted into the lexicon now that it is uh, like this popular oh, yeah. NPH this, show? The show is so iconic that I think everyone's <laughs> going to be gonna dropping bring it. it. Back. <laughs> <laughs> also, you know, that this breakup from Colin, that he does not even care that he is totally throwing this briss into uh, disarray or brissaray in uh, this case <laughs> where that he's like, like uh, he bailed on the baby. <laughs> Yeah, this feels and weird. And Jonathan's and, and and the hot moil. <laughs> uh, I can understand, like after that counseling session, wanting even more space um, from Michael. But like, these are your friends of how many years at this point? This feels like uh, maybe something that you shouldn't be walking out on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the bris was just cut down before it even started. Uh-huh. It's so it's so weird because it's like you would think you call ahead, and he's just like, I'm not. He sends a text. I'm not coming by. These must like, have been Michael's friends. Gotta be. Gotta mm-hmm. be. Right? He wouldn't do this to his own friends. Mm. Well, he's still one of the godfathers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. this is like those are some real good Michael's friends. <laughs> right. right. No, that that's true because just because they're in a relationship, that doesn't mean they both have to be co-godparents. I feel like you have to have that connection with both of them so that they are both the godparents. So for you to leave your godchild just high and dry, ugh, I don't know, man. This is yeah. I, Colin not looking great in the first episode. Uh, Scotty, do you think he ever gets like, um, I don't want to say like redeemed, but do you think that there is like some, some good points to Colin throughout the, uh, the series? Or are we pretty much done with him after the initial uncoupling? Um, he definitely goes away for a while. I would say that it's just like, he's fine. Yeah. We're not mm-hmm. like uh, following Colin's story by any means. You know, to me, I, I feel like that this was another big similarity between this and Sex in the City of that we, we have uh, the character of Colin and uh, the character of uh, Mr. Big, who, you know, in a lot of ways was problematic both on and off the screen. But I think that in both uh, Big and uh, in Colin, you had both of like, uh, there's not a big age difference between 
uh, Michael and Colin like there was between uh, Carrie and Mr. Big. But both of them are sort of like the very like emotionally distant, like sort of like uh, people that like our main character who is much more like talkative and sometimes needy, like uh, that they're just like uh, looking to like get something back from these characters that don't really give them a lot. Like I felt like that that seemed very similar between the two shows. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. One of my favorite parts of watching this uh, was the interaction between Suzanne and Michael, because you can tell they're business partners. You assume that they are friends at some point just because, you know, she's like, peeping him the game. But the relationships with his other friends are very interesting. The uh, Stanley relationship is one that I really want to flag because I, I hear that there's drama coming soon later on, not to get into too many spoilers. Yes. But, and. Yeah, I think uh, in episode three, we find like, found out that Stanley has been crossing the picket line. He's been being friends with both of them at the same time, or at least oh. has gone to yeah has gone to a function at Colin's secret apartment that nobody is supposed to know about. Um, and Michael finds out, Scally, this is big drama, right? Yeah, I mean, I would say that um, it's not like a huge point of the show. Like it definitely has its effects um, in terms of like real life. Sure, I can see that uh, for me personally. I'm like, if you give me an ultimatum like between you and another one of my friends, then like you're the one losing probably. Um, so and I feel like Stanley kind of feels that way a little bit mm -hmm. as well. Um, but yeah, I think Stanley is definitely an interesting character. Chappelle, do you forward. pick sides in a breakup? It depends on the breakup, mm -hmm. you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I guess I do. I really do. Uh, cause I'm kind of just like, if you make me pick sides, I will, you know? And, uh, and if I am morally or whatever tied to one person based on the actions, like, yeah, if I, if I can sit back and say, I don't really like the way you're treating my other friend, then, you yeah. know, I can't, you know, I can't trust you to not treat me like that. Um, so I thought it was, odd that Stanley uh, was trying to play the middle because I think from Michael's point of view, based on everything he knew, he was just like, you know, he left me high and dry. You know, this was a blind side. You know how what I feel right now. You are my friend first. Um, shouldn't you be coming with me? But from Stanley's uh, point of view, he's just like, I hadn't even talked to Michael. We were, I mean, to Colin, we were still friends, even though, you know, I was friends with you first and I hadn't even heard their side. And so I can see why he would be torn. But I think ultimately where you feel like you're wrong, I think it's hard to, uh, to hear that somebody wants to hear both sides. I really think that you want people to go on that journey with you. And that was something that Michael struggled with in that episode. 
What about yeah. podcast breakups? So would you <laughs> would you pick a side between uh, if two podcasters broke up? Again, it depends on which two. Like, okay, if I got to choose between Matt and Mari, you know I'm picking Mari because Matt doesn't respect me. If I got to choose between Kirsten and Scally, like, just take me instead. Like, it's fine. I can't. Like, <laughs> who who would break up such a duo? Um, now, Kirsten and Lindsay, that's a different conversation. Like, Lindsay, <laughs> Lindsay will have me. You know, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> Tuka and Birdie Pod coming soon. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I think it really depends. Now, Rob, if you and Akiva... Yeah. ever have the breakup mm-hmm. i don't know now you you tell me do i need to pick sides is this just a thing that you are you going to be okay with me playing the middle like how do you feel <sighs> well who was the breakupper did it, it was did i need my space or i mean yeah you probably need your space right now and i don't know rob i don't know you don't feel like the type to initiate the breakup like i mean you fired me don't get me wrong mm-hmm. but you did give me a job mm-hmm. afterwards so yeah but you never fired akiva and that is odd that mm-hmm. is very odd. Not to mm-hmm. say that Akiva needs to be fired, but I think the conversation needs to be broached. Yeah. Um, I don't know, Rob. If you you and Akiva break up, do you want me in the divorce? Of course. Okay, cool. Then, yeah. yeah, then I'm yours. Akiva's never tried to show any interest. I, okay, I'll take it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. that's fine. I think podcast breakups, you can explore them a little bit differently. I can still guest. You know, I can mm-hmm. go on 32 fans every now and then. I think that's okay. I mean, Unless you don't want me to. I mean, I wouldn't be crazy about it. Yeah. Okay, then never mind. Fuck 32 fans, dear God. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like in this world, though, Michael's also approaching that wrong and like, you've gotten no answers from Colin. Let's see if Stanley can get some answers from Colin. Ah, (laughs) You know? Go hang out with him and come back to me. (laughs) He even said it. He said, I never heard his side and Michael is so upset that he's like, what what do you need to hear his side for? I'm like, no, Michael, you're supposed to say, go on. Tell me <laughs> what was his side. What does he have to say? Who is he dating? Where is this apartment? What's the address? Like you're at that point, you have an end. You you got to move strategically sometimes. He Michael's he he ain't been in the game long enough. You know he he been on the bench for seventeen years. He don't know how things are done mm-hmm. here. He was desperate. Mm-hmm. He wanted to settle down. He hated being single the first time, and it shows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and then on the other side of things, he has his other friend Billy, who uh, seems to have uh, no problem as a uh, person who is later days who is uh, out there on the dating scene. Yeah, I think Billy's not really trying to date as much as he's looking to hook up, and mm-hmm. I think that's partly uh, a factor in that. Like Billy is sure older, but very attractive, only looking to hook up. He's on TV, also wealthy. So he definitely has many things going for him uh, that are going to be, you know, uh, for a short-term fling, very appealing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. he's on TV also, they said, but what, what was he on TV? He's a weatherman. He's a weatherman, weatherman. yeah. Okay. All right. Um, well, is Billy Burns a good weatherman name, Rob? Billy Burns? Uh, not yeah. in New York City. Like, I feel like that uh, Billy Burns would be like a great weatherman name, like in Phoenix. Like, uh, all right, let's mm-hmm. go to Billy Burns. Like, it's, it'll be another <laughs> scorcher out there. Look at the hides. It'll be 114. How well, back to you. Up, Thanks, Billy Burns. <laughs> but exactly. in, in New York, Chappelle, you were complaining about the weather in New York when you were there for four days. Somebody. Just get Callie, me out of here. Yeah, yeah. So it's Scally cold and rainy. To and oh. told me that the weather was nice in New York. He'd been lying to me for several years now. Like, come to New York, move to New York. <laughs> yeah. da, 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 da. I come to New York in damn May, and it's like fifty-two degrees and raining. And he's like, "Oh yeah, we're just walking sixteen blocks with Jacob Jones in the rain." Absolutely not. I'm never leaving Texas. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Give me eighteen thousand days of hundred degree weather anytime before I'm walking around the streets of Manhattan in the rain in fifty-two degree weather yeah. in May. 
But Scally, like famously, like in in New York, like uh, one of the, like well, you have Al Roker, but he didn't. He he has a real name. Uh, he went to the same Ooh. college as me. Uh, but also, uh, but famously, like Storm Fields, like uh, that's not his real name. Come yeah. on, <laughs> <laughs> do know him actually? Uh, yeah. Oh. What's his, wait, what's his real name? Uh, we'll get there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> see, I feel like Billy Burns works just fine in New York. When I think of Billy Burns in New York, I think of a weatherman in a suit. When I think of Billy Burns in uh, a much hotter climate. I'm thinking of like a Guy Fieri type, like mm-hmm. almost like too like on brand. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, but I feel like that the weather there are like that you have stage name. It's yeah. like uh, not like being an exotic dancer. Uh, some of these uh, weather people, <laughs> for sure. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like your weather men name should also be able to du- like to double as a stripper name, though. Like if you were an exotic dancer, like Billy Burns as a stripper name does not work at all. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, you really <laughs> don't want to emphasize. Chappelle, what, what would your weather man name be? Oh man, this is tough. I wasn't expecting to do this. Let me pull up my Excel document. I've been making a list right now. No, oh, I don't know. It has to be something not not hot because I don't want it. That's that's too self congratulatory. Like mild, like mild mm-hmm. wind. Oh oh, you know what? Beth Beth Dixon calls me gusty wind. <laughs> gusty wind. <laughs> yeah, gusty wind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. She uh, of course is Augusta wind, which you know. That a, a classic name, also probably a, a decent stripper name. I think Beth, Beth, and I could go on like on tour as mm-hmm. Gusty and Augusta Wind, the strippers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Rob, do you have a weatherman name slash stripper name? What about uh, Robbie Rains? Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah. Bring your umbrella. Rain. Yeah. <laughs> we about to make it rain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> make it rain, bitch. Make it, make it rain. Yes. Yeah. Throwing the dollars. <laughs> um, <laughs> Scally, do they do anything else with uh, Suzanne's son, Kai, who uh, I thought was very funny in the scene that he was in at the birthday party, but uh, didn't see him again in the first two episodes? Yeah, so Kai does come back in a little bit. He takes off for quite a while, but it's actually Kai's friend who drops that Kai is looking for his father, oh. which uh, he had not told Suzanne. Okay, all right. That that was a heavier subplot than I was expecting. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> I was expecting like a Zach Wilson type story and not, not talking about like a... Bit being unhealthy. Is ACL? Yeah. No. <laughs> Rob, please. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I didn't see that coming, Skyler. When you said that, I was like, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> is, is that why he showed up to the 50th birthday party? He was like looking for his dad because he, he clearly did yeah. not find what he was looking for. Yeah, my dad must be 50. He might be here. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if most of the guests would be the usual suspects on that list uh, mm. in terms of, you know, Suzanne's uh, <laughs> trice back in the day. But, you know, I feel like, uh, there, you know, who knows where he might find him. Mm-hmm. Is there any world where his dad is uh, looking for a place in New York and has to use, uh, like, you know, not to get into spoilers, but has to use Michael or Suzanne as a realtor? I feel like could be an interesting storyline. Uh, okay. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Because, because, uh, is it Giles Marini? He shows up. Um, he's from Sex in the City and he shows up in this, I think in episode three, and he uh, very much is flirting with Tisha Campbell a little bit, but he's also flirting with Michael. Um, 
you know, Neil Patrick Harris's character a bit. And so it was fun to see him there. I haven't seen him in a long time. I think since like Dancing with the Stars, I just don't keep up with his work. Um, but yeah, he pops up and I'm like, okay, we have some interesting cameos, some fun stuff here. Uh, but I would be, I would be interested to see who ends up being, uh, um, Kai's father, uh, by the end of the series, if you even get it in season one, I don't know if I have to wait till season two for that reveal. Same. We'll see. Scally, uh, <laughs> do we start to get Michael then on the dating scene? Like, uh, do we uh, get into in season one sort of like the date of the week uh, where he's like uh, seeing a new, a, a new person every week and we get to like a little bit more like uh, sitcom territory? Yeah, I would say as soon as season three, we get into the dating territory, and that's when I start liking the show more. Um, mm -hmm. So as Chappelle said, there's like a rich buyer who comes in town who Suzanne is into. And then is he into Michael after Michael accidentally shows him uh, a explicit photo? Um, so <laughs> it is uh, very interesting in terms of the different men that show up throughout the series. Oh, yeah. Rob, you didn't see this part, but this is wild stuff. OK, yeah. so yeah. apparently, apparently when you get on the dating apps, one of the first questions people are asking you is like, send me the meat mail. You know, they want to see right. they want to see your junk. They got to know what you're working with before they can even start the conversation. At first, Michael doesn't really understand that. Mm -hmm. So he's like, what? what are you talking about? I don't have any of those. He's getting blocked by potential suitors. And so uh, his friend, if Stanley's you don't have like, the meat mail, you get blocked that part and so um stanley tells him that you know like hey you really got to step it up you know people got to show they junk these days or you ain't really getting nowhere and so he does take a picture and i think he posted on his uh on his uh grinder and then he goes off to work well when they meet this rich suitor um or potential buyer they're showing him pictures of the houses he doesn't have time to view like to visit all the places so he's like just you know, show me a few photos of the, of oh, the locale no and scrolling through you get the junk mail and uh, i was like oh dear god and i'm thinking like yeah the jig is up you're going to jail buddy <laughs> like i don't know what the like i don't know what happens here right. after you show a random passerby your meat like that on a, on a photo but it it didn't turn out horrible for mike's character um but that is a subplot that we get very early in the season mm -hmm. yeah. yeah okay that's true mm -hmm. interesting oh did we uh Scally, did neil patrick harris do his own stunts <laughs> yeah that's a good question <laughs> what i have read he uh was involved in the selection process but did not do his own stunts <laughs> ultimately here <laughs> he had final sign off on uh <laughs> any photos being used <laughs> smart <laughs> mike myers did not yeah. Stanley, Stanley goes ahead and says that he uh, this is the photo he used and shows an artist rendering, which I thought was a curious choice <laughs> for the apps. Yeah, Rob, he sat down and let somebody draw him. Oh, uh, like Titanic. <laughs> yes. Like the Titanic. Exactly. And uh, he uses that photo to, um, I guess, for his I don't know if it's like a profile picture, but it's definitely like an interesting image that he has on his profile. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay hand drawn <laughs> yes yes all right uh that's uh uncouple un anything else we want to talk about here yeah uh, let's get into the spoiler zone scally oh spoiler. Uh, Wait, hold on we, ooh. The <laughs> okay. this is a spoiler I don't, know? We, I don't know if we need to dance the audio no, podcast we don't need to, yeah yeah we don't need to dance scally no. for the people who got through this entire series I mean, this entire season, because I'm assuming there might be another series. I mean, season. Uh, what what do we miss? What are we talking about here? 
So episode three is really where I start to like the show like a little bit more. I don't know if that's because I just like accepted what the show is uh, or if it actually like gets more fun. But Michael's definitely going out on more dates. Uh, like we said, he is uh, talking to like that businessman, uh, Italian by businessman shows up on Grinder for him, as well as, uh, you know, a couple other guys uh, throughout gets in like uh, you know, goes through like, here's someone who's too clingy. Here's someone who's young and doesn't use condoms. And like, that's a whole new world he has to explore. And like all these like other things that uh, like, Oh, Michael's been out of the dating scene for a while. And so like, what is this like? Um, so it's definitely interesting. He goes on like a gay ski weekend, which is like a uh, funny little bit, but ultimately we're done in six more episodes. <laughs> yeah, there definitely <laughs> is <laughs> very productive. Yeah. So, uh, the short episodes are long. These aren't the 60 minute episodes, Chappelle. <laughs> He's like, How much can I squeeze into these last six episodes? I, okay, I got it. Gay Squeaky Weekend. That'll probably take about 15 minutes. And then, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's turning them out. Uh, Scally, is is a gay ski weekend like a like a popular thing, or is that something they made up for this show? I have never been on one. <laughs> um, I don't know if that's in my like uh, income bracket, but <laughs> there's uh, apparently it's a thing that they do every year. Wow. Mm. What else you got? Um, we do end up at the end of the season at the Jonathan's wedding, uh, where it's actually said that the inspiration behind them getting married is uh, Michael and Colin breaking up, seeing that things could oh just fall apart so fast. Well, so. look, if you like it, you got to put a ring on it, right? Because uh, they're t- they were just together for 17 years. It's too easy, Chappelle. Claire had a ring on it and that was 28 years and she too is single. I don't, yeah. you know, people, people look at marriage to, to solve all their problems. And, um, sometimes mm-hmm. that can end as well. Um, but that is such a weird choice. I, I was going to say that's kind of rude of them to be like, Oh, you know, we have to get married now because now that we've seen how your life fell apart, like life is too short. But then I thought y'all did leave them hanging at the bris. And so, Honestly, payback. I'll bet they're off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was the uh, joke of the mother in law, one of the many characters who I feel like is just brought out to like, here's a probably offensive joke. Um, <laughs> and it's like, all right, maybe we can lose these in season two. Um, but uh, yeah, they're one of the many lines that she yeah. drops. Uh, where did they leave things off for Michael going into season two, though? So Colin does not drop out of the wedding. He does show up. Uh, They like talk. Things are going well. Michael talks about how he actually wants to buy Colin out of the apartment rather than putting it back up on the market. And when Michael returns home, uh, Colin is waiting there and says he thinks he made a mistake. Gasp. (laughs) Uh, So unsure fade to black don't know what's going to happen in season two uh as far as kai's father's storyline he also like decides like i don't need to meet him you're enough of like you're my parent like that's all i need uh and then tisha campbell does show up at the restaurant instead and we don't know who that is either so left on a couple of cliffhangers oh a couple of cliffhangers yeah (laughs) yeah see it works on a lot of different levels Chappelle. It does. So, Sally, are we rooting for Michael and Colin by the finale? Or are we thinking, okay, Michael, you've been you've been on the dating scene for a while. You see that it's not that bad here. You don't have to put yourself through this again. Love yourself. Protect your peace. What is our preferred outcome as viewers? 
I feel like in real life, like, sure, you want the people that have been together for 17 years to end up like together. Uh, but the problem here is I don't feel like we ever really get a full answer for Colin. He says basically that he like saw that he was going to be 50 and like, is this all my life is like, am I going to experience anything else? And like got worried. So I just don't know for Michael, like with the growth he goes through in the season, if that's like enough, uh, as far as a show, I think it'd be a pretty boring show to get Michael and uh, Colin back together. So immediately. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. Sounds good. It's a little Rob. on the nose to make Colin come back. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, that was also Sex in the City, where it was like, uh, you know, Mr. Big sucked, uh, and Carrie's like, yeah, but you know, uh, you know, he's older than me, and he's doesn't really, he's not that nice, and uh, he's kind of always uh, like leaving me or dying, and uh, <laughs> you know, but I, I love him, you know. So get rid of, get yeah. Colin to the curb. That's it. Yeah, yeah. that's kind of where I'm at. But if you do it, we can't get season two, which we're pretty sure is coming. So stay tuned for that. If you enjoyed this, I'm sure there is much more uh, uncoupled content coming your way. Yeah. I might actually finish it. Like like I said, I got through about three, three and a half episodes, maybe. And it, like I said, it was just on in the background. It's an easy watch. It was kind of fun. Um, a lot of stuff that I was just like, oh, OK, we're doing that here. Um, but, you know, now that I know where it's going, if there's a season two, I'll definitely finish season yeah. one. The only thing that makes me pause in terms of it being a uh, season two, you say like, OK, well, why wouldn't Netflix do this? Like, well, Netflix, first off, makes a lot of weird calls. Uh, like, I feel like that's sure. the whole state of streaming is in kind of a weird space. This uh, feels like an expensive show with a lot of like, um, you know, high price, like star power attached to it in Neil Patrick Harris. Like I, I, I could see a world, even though like uh, I think it is uh, done well, where Netflix is like, we're sort of like in the is this cake uh, world as opposed to, <laughs> you know, a streaming show that might cost, you know, like, you know, $10 million an episode to make. Yeah, and even alternatively, if they're not doing Is It Cake, they're also still doing those, you know, billion dollar popcorn flicks, you know, and so it's like this doesn't really align with the two things that we know that they like, you know, the cheap reality show and the very expensive blockbuster. Um, and so this is somewhere in the middle. So maybe yeah. Neil Patrick Harris hasn't worked out his contract for the next season or so. Mm -hmm. I think it's up in the air. I do feel like they love like saying that big names are attached to their projects though, which I think helps the show. Um, so uh, if I were betting, I feel like this probably gets a season two, um, but I wouldn't be shocked if it was canceled. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, we will see. Chappelle, should we talk about what's coming up next time on nothing but Netflix? Yes. So in the past, we have talked about um, un-August, which is where we talk about random shows that start with un. We did uncoupling uh, and that was a good time. But I don't know if we have to stick to un-August because this week, uh, a popular movie, well, it's Netflix popular, obviously, a uh, movie just dropped. And we've talked about this in the past. We've talked about having a guest for this particular episode. And so I really think yes. that this is a time where we go to uh, break the glass for emergency and get Mari Forth on the podcast to talk about Day Shift. Okay. Yes. Ooh. Yes. yes. Day Shift is the Jamie Foxx vampire uh, movie. Uh, you know, we've talked about Night Tooth or Night Teeth. Um, and Mari is, I'm telling you, she is an expert on all things vampires. It would be a misstep not to have her on. So I think I'm going to reach out to talk okay. about this gruesome, gory horror comedy. The only thing I will say is that if, if for whatever reason, if it doesn't work out with Mari, okay, mm -hmm. 
that we do have dropping this week, untold, okay? The girlfriend mm-hmm. who didn't exist, the Manti Teo story. Yes. Now, these two things are very appealing. I think right now, number one in the U.S. is Day Shift. But Untold does follow our theme of un-August. Um, I know you and I both have some familiarity with mm-hmm. the Manti Teo yeah. story. I mean, vampires um, are undead. They, they are undead. So mm-hmm. we can make this work. I, I believe Sam called it Unday Shift. Mm-hmm. Um, so we could still do both. People have also been whispering about the Indian Matchmaker show, which... Uh, Sasha Joseph would murder us if we did not have her on to talk about that but also she hates the show and so it's a very mm-hmm. like it's a very thin line <laughs> to to kind of navigate but that's out there too I don't know if we should do a poll I don't know if we should just do all three of them in succession who knows but we got a lot of options this week I think we're being fed by Netflix okay we have a few different options yeah. to, to go with Sorry. so we're going to find out the schedule and then we'll get back for, for next week but we'll announce early enough if anybody wants to keep up with the show Gotcha. And Scally, do you have any suggestions for anything potentially you can see in the future for us talking about nothing but Nef- on nothing but Netflix or anything you'd want, want to come on and be a guest to talk about as well? Ooh, um, I don't have a list of upcoming releases ahead of me, but I'm sure that uh, I would come back anytime. So mm-hmm. we'll definitely figure out another thing. Chappelle, can you believe yeah. that Kevin Hart has another movie coming out on Netflix uh, this month? I can. <laughs> right right it's like yes and no you know like yeah yes oh. i'm in, in disbelief but also no Chappelle, this it's, is a, it's right a meeting brand. of the mind uh kevin who would you like to see kevin hart matched up with in an in a new buddy comedy oh like an, another one yeah like a different pair different pair oh gosh i'm assuming it's going to be an action flick maybe he's been doing a lot of those where he's like the funny guys who's the action guy um, Let me. I'll read you the synopsis. You try to tell me okay. if you know who he's matched up with. Okay? Uh, okay, with his family away, a devoted stay-at-home dad enjoys his first me time in years by joining his hard-partying old friend on a wild birthday adventure. I, I believe that uh, Kevin Hart is the devoted stay-at-home dad. Uh, who plays his hard-partying old friend? Oh, I have nothing. I just, oh, I have I just, Mm-hmm. Oh, what <laughs> yes. I, I will. I will give you a hint. Okay, that this person has recently appeared on Nothing But Netflix, uh, not as a guest, but as a, as the somebody who was in another buddy duo. Okay, uh, is, is this Woody is Harrelson? This Melanie- no, it is not oh, Woody God. Harrelson. It's not, it is not a reprieve <laughs> of the Man from Toronto. Uh, I was gonna say the Man from Toronto too is already out. Dude. Yeah. No. Oh. Is, is this Melanie Ruth Rose from uh, How to Build a Sex Room? No, it is not. Uh, and, and maybe, uh, the, the, and this person also, we uh, talked about his stature also. Uh, so it'll be interesting to get him with Kevin Hart. Oh, no, I need to know. Who are we talking about Mark here? Wahlberg. Uh, oh! See, that's George where I was leaning nice. before mm-hmm. we went into hard partying, <laughs> which led me to Woody Harrelson. True. <laughs> True. But- Thinking, but thinking about that, you know, like hard partying, Mark Wahlberg sounds about right, actually. Yeah, um, yeah. a nice number two guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. What is this called, Rob? What is Me this? Me time. Oh, okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's coming out at the end of August. Okay, Unme time uh, is coming <laughs> up at the end of August. Yeah, um, I don't, I don't know if we're gonna get to that one because we do have a lot of options out there. But I would love to hear from the listeners of Nothing But Netflix, please. Tweet us at nothing but Dropping RJP August and let us 26. know. Yeah. 
Yeah, let us know if that's something I you'd mean, be interested in. I mean, no doubt in. it'll be like the number one movie on Netflix the week it comes out, you know. I mean, but what is it? You know, yeah. what is it? Scooby-Doo <laughs> was the number one movie on Netflix for like As a week. It mm. should be. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I'm just looking at the top 10 also. I mean, never have I ever number one, Chappelle. Ah, uh, yes. I do have some insight into that. I have finished season three of Never Have I Ever, which dropped yesterday uh and so uh i think thursday night and so as of the time of recording it's been two days i finished season three of never ever ever and you know i love that show and so sasha joseph and i will be covering that for a silent podcast episodically coming to you soon so hopefully we'll get the first uh two episodes out in the next week or so so if you like never have i ever it is currently the number one tv show on netflix and um probably will be for another week or so and so uh yeah check that out follow silent podcast on twitter to catch those links when we tweet them out and then of course support sasha and i and all the things that we do because we're amazing okay all right (laughs) uh scally what's coming up for you uh as discussed before talking about the hot dummies on islands with kirsten mckinnis uh for love island usa that's been a ton of fun talking about that twice a week over on that feed uh popping up on big brother every so often uh over here on rhap and then also talking about the challenge usa over on the dom and colin podcast with matt Ligori. kirsten actually subbed in this week so that was a ton of fun uh yeah challenge usa has been (laughs) very interesting so mm-hmm. people should uh, check that out if they have not already. Okay. All right. Uh, well, thank you for coming on and talking uncoupled uh, with us here today, Scally. Uh, well, thank you for having me. Okay. And Chappelle, what's next for you? Uh, got a lot going on. Uh, as you can probably tell by now, Scally, Kirsten, and I have been doing this weird wife swap thing uh, where like, I was on the Hot Dummies feed and I was it's on the It's only weird Diamond if you Collins make podcast. it weird, Chappelle. It's weird because Kirsten's making it weird. She uh-huh. crashed the slop. Like she's everywhere. Like it's like oh my gosh, she's obsessed with me. Like she acts like she's obsessed with Scally, but I think it's really me that's the draw. Um, so recently I of course was on the hot dummies feed talking about the love uh this season of Love Island. Uh but this week I did get to guest on the Challenge Fanatics podcast with uh um RHAP out of context own uh, mm-hmm. Josh Green, mm-hmm. Corey and Austin to talk about this episode of the challenge. So that was a fun time. Um, of course, the finale of P Valley is upon us. And so Br- Bryce and Dr. Sharia Lloyd and myself are closing the book on season two. And then, like I said earlier, never have I ever is back. And so are me and Sasha. And so check all of that stuff out, support all of those things and follow me on Twitter at Chappelle's underscore show, but follow uh, nothing but Netflix at nothing but RHAP and become a patron of Rob has a podcast. Oh. It's still early in the month. So, you know, go to early Patreon. Enough. Yeah, we're doing RJP. a lot of stuff. Yeah, we're doing a lot of stuff. There's a discord. There's a lot of big brother coverage if you're into that kind of stuff. But then also you get direct access to me and Rob and you can tell us what you want to hear on nothing but Netflix because we're talking about whatever. And so do all those things. Mm-hmm. All right. And then, of course, um, this weekend, I watched another set of movies, a series of movies on Robin Akiva Need a podcast. Uh, check out Transform X. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how was that? Interesting. I had never seen the Transformers <laughs> movies before. Uh, Mark Wahlberg plays, uh, like, a uh, spoiler alert, uh, you know, big, um, you know, comes on for a couple. We talked about that. Uh, that Did Mark Wahlberg ever do action movies? I mean, he's pretty action-y in those. Uh, I mean, he was moving very fast, but yeah, they're, they're pretty action-y. Yeah, well, you watched it on 4X, so anybody would have been moving very fast in that. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Mark, yeah, Mark Wahlberg had to, hey, he had big shoes to fill in uh, that following Shia LaBeouf. And so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very excited to hear you and Akiva's take on everything at 4X uh, this week on Renap. 
Yeah, I watched uh, Transformers 1, 3, and 5. And he watched 2, 4, and Bumblebee. Okay, you watched mm-hmm. the good one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, uh, so check that out and uh, find out just uh, everything we have to say about the uh, Transformers verse on uh, this week's Robin Community Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we'll be back next time. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, forward, prohibited by law, 18 plus, terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.